Pastor Hanley, how are you? How are you today, man? It's Thursday right now. Yeah, I'm doing well. I mean, uh, things are opening up uh, again a lot more. So we've been back in the office. So I just came from church. I, we had an English pastoral team meeting, um, just a brief one, about an hour and a half. Finished that and uh, drove home. And now I'm on. Now I'm on the call with you. <laughs> well, thanks for taking the call. I. Next week's going to be hard, and I don't know what next month is going to look like. I wanted to make sure we do something here because there's, I feel like there's a lot of things to talk about. Yeah. Um, are you okay if we just head into it? Yeah, let's jump in. I saw you on the internet. You were in an interview panel for Sola Network talking <laughs> about the future of the Chinese Heritage Church. So I want to interview you about your interview. How was that experience? Yeah, it was good. I mean, if, if uh, that was that wasn't initiated by me, so um, so props to uh, Pastor Steve Chang and, and Ben Pun uh, for for thinking. Okay, we should put together a video that that uh, talks about the Chinese the Chinese Church. And uh, if you notice, the uh, three of us are basically affiliated with some form of, of solo leadership. So right. we know that it was a California centric. We, we try to reach for the, the low hanging fruits. Uh, so it was easy for us with, with Ben and uh, Casey, both being on the, on the conference team. And then me representing the solo council, the, the three Chinese guys. Uh, and then we, we uh, were, we were able to get Joey pretty uh, easily. You know, he's, he's in San Francisco, but state of California, easy to, to, to stick in the time zone. I mean, the thing with pastors is that everyone's so busy. So it's hard to really nail down a time where we could all just, just record uninterrupted. Uh, and so we recorded one afternoon. Yeah. Uh, do you like doing these things or do you feel pressured to like give a good answer when you're on a panel? I feel that especially because of the topic, I mean, you, you sort of went a little bit meta talking about FCBC Walnut. At one point you said we were going to change our name. We're not going to change our name just for anybody who's listening. But yeah, how, did, how does it make you feel being on those panels? You know, I, I enjoy it. I, I, I try to represent, you know, we, we know that when we're on those panels that we're not going to represent everyone, you know, equally. I mean, the, the Chinese church is so diverse and uh, we're unique in our own regard, um, being English anchored. So I know that when we when we speak on behalf of the Chinese church, we're not speaking on behalf of every context. So it's always challenging, but we try to do what we can, you know, and, uh, and with Sola, a lot of, of the representation in the, in, in the, in the past has been very Korean American driven. I think all of the leadership knows that, and they've been making uh, all the effort to uh, broaden out and expand to, to a broader spectrum of Asian Americans. And so, you know, Chinese Americans, we we don't go on platforms and, and talk about the Chinese church too often. I know there's different podcasts, there's different state groups that are uh, gathered and, and they talk. So I think that was the experience. Um, to answer your question, like I would much rather do a panel. I would much rather do an interview, especially after COVID, rather than um, talking to my phone, you know, in isolation or recording a video by myself in front of my computer. <laughs> Um, I hope we never have to do that again. I mean, I don't mind doing it in the service of the church, but if you notice no devotions, right, there's no more video devotions for the time be for the time being. And, and I think because we have something else to focus on. Yeah. I want to ask you one question about the, the interview and you were talking about 
I guess, journeying and processing about what it means to figure out what it is to be Chinese, a Chinese American or a North American pastor. You know what I'm talking about? You're talking about. Yes, I, I know what you're talking, you're talking about. Yeah. Uh -huh. So did you figure it out yet? When do you think you're going to figure out like what it means to be a Chinese pastor? I mean, Hanley, you've been a, a pastor at FCBC Walnut for quite some time. Should I expect you to figure it out? <laughs> I don't know. You know, I, I think it's one of those things where if your identity is in Christ and if you don't have a negative attitude towards your, your own God-given uh, ethnicity and culture, then naturally the more you become like Christ, the more, the, the, the more uh, God willing, the more you will be complete in terms of who God has, has planned you to be. But, but yeah, I mean, I, I think my experience is very different from, from each and every uh, Asian American pastor that I've speak, spoken to, or I, I started using the term Asian North American, because I, I think it's in that preaching book that, that was written for Asian Americans, but it's also, we always want to include Canada, you know, because there's, there's plenty of people just like us, second or third generation uh, Asian heritage individuals in ministry uh and and they're not technically asian american they're asian canadian so asian north american but yeah it's been a journey um you can press in more into that i mean i can talk about it if you want but it's up to you, you know? well i how about this you said that you're process processing this and you're trying to figure this out for yourself as the pastor but how about for me as an attender as a member of fcbc walnut should i be thinking critically and having some real self-reflection about what it means for me to be Chinese American. I, I think I think it, you your first priority is to wake up. I mean, I mean, I don't think you wake up every day and just be like, oh, what does it mean for me to be Chinese? You know, my purpose <laughs> in life is to be a Chinese American. I, I don't think any of us would want to do that, you know. Um, but we wake up and as Christians, as people who profess to be disciples of Jesus, then the question is like, how how do I live for Christ? And then when it comes to our Asian identity, it becomes a matter of stewardship, right? Because it doesn't make us better than other ethnicities because we're Asian. You know, discovering our identity doesn't make us better Christians. It doesn't make us, it doesn't make us, it doesn't elevate us over other ethnicities. All it does is it, it helps you to understand, okay, as an Asian American, there are certain things that culturally that are maybe biased against me in certain spheres, um, where I, I, I have a disadvantage, right? That's not always true for everyone, but there's going to be certain, certain fields where you're like, okay, because I'm Asian American, you know, I'm not going to have a cultural advantage, understandably, right? But there's other areas where you're like, because I'm Asian American, if I am comfortable in who God created me to be, if I'm not constantly questioning myself, if I'm not trying to be, let's just say, um, you know, we, we come, we grew up in America. So it's like, I'm not trying to purposely be white. I, 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 I love white. Americans, but, but I'm not trying to be white, you know, I'm not trying to be black, you know, I'm trying to be who Christ, uh, Christ created me, me to be. Once you're comfortable with who you are in your own skin, whether you have an accent or not, regardless of what the color of your skin is, once you're comfortable in your skin, then you be, then you can begin to say, okay, Christ, you know, Christ has given me a certain identity. Now, what does it mean to steward that? And I, and I do think as Asian Americans, there's certain advantages that you can use for the sake of the gospel. And that's going to differ based on everybody's context. Mm. Well, I, I appreciated the interview. Um, it's available at sola.network. Uh, it's, it's called um, the future of the Chinese heritage church. 
So Hanley, thanks for doing that and sharing it with us. Uh, we got to move on to the next topic for time, but uh, maybe we'll talk about this again someday. The next thing I want to talk to you about is um, <laughs> um, there was an announcement by the CDC today. Did you see it? They said uh, that- About the face mask? Yeah. They said that masks are allowed, like, <laughs> I guess, off to be off indoors in certain situations. So once again, I'm here asking you, what's the plan moving forward for FCBC Walnut? Um, does this affect our reopening plans? Yeah, at this point, I mean, we're scheduled to reopen uh, June 20th, right, which is Father's Day. I mean, I think we'll need that time to get ready. And when we're talking about reopening, we've already been reopened with outdoor services ever since August. So we're really talking about having a service indoors uh, with whoever is comfortable indoors. Uh, and, and when it comes to face masks, we, we are going to follow that recommendation of keeping face masks until, you know, until we have further, maybe if this is what came out from the CDC, maybe California, the guidance will make an adjustment. And so, so, so that's our plan. We're, we're going to have um, the outdoor courtyard available for those who want to sit in chairs uh, and, and watch outdoors because you're more comfortable. We'll have the indoor open. I don't know how much distance there will be between each chair, uh, but face masks will be required, but you can sing indoors. The whole service will be indoors. Uh, and then we hope to try to maintain our, our, our quality of live stream. If we can do it, we have a great team. Uh, we'll live stream that, um, you know, for those who are still watching from home. And, um, and if that's the case, then anybody can pull in to the parking lot with their vehicle and, and remain in their vehicle and pull up their device and also from, from the parking lot. I mean, I think the difference is that we probably need all the parking spaces. So you won't have that extra space next to your car that's coned off possibly. Right. Um, but indoors, I think the hard part is that in California, um, it's not legal to ask people like who is vaccinated and who is not. So we're not able to, I mean, you can ask like, as friends, but, but we're not officially able to ask our pastors, you know, have you been vaccinated or have you not, or our employees, we're not able to ask Sunday school teachers, Hey, you're going to be working with children. We want you to be vaccinated. We're not allowed to require that. Uh, and we're not, uh, we're not even, we're not even allowed to ask, like, are you vaccinated or not? Unless it's an anonymous survey, I, I guess. Uh, and so because we won't know who is fully vaccinated, who's not, and because we have children among us who are, who, uh, at, at, by June 20th, they won't have vaccinations for that young of children. Um, and because we know that there'll be unvaccinated people, uh, among us that I think it's safer to keep the mask on until we are instructed otherwise. Now, obviously for our church, you know, we're going to continue to try to, you know, have our ears open and we're open to learn, um, but, but that's our plan right now. And obviously we have a, like, like I'm not the authority. So we do have a team that, that, that discusses this and plans and, and it's, it's a reopening task force. And uh, I think we'll, we'll lean on, on their counsel to us as well. Do you think that I, okay. I feel that we're, we're at this junction where things are moving pretty fast and eventually, yeah, like things could go back to being close to normal do you anticipate having any fond memories or looking back at this moment in time as, oh, those are, those are good times, but God got us through it. Like, are, are you going to be fond of these times or are you just going to think those are, those are horrible times? <laughs> like what, what, what's your outlook on this? Do you think? Well, I'll look back and say they were challenging times, but there were, there's going to be a lot that 
of good that comes out of it. And some of that is yet to be seen because mm. we have we haven't fully reopened yet. Mm. So so looking back on how God um caused us to focus on our priorities, he uh, stripped away the large programming. I mean, we're we're a relatively um, medium to I would say large size church, and um, I, I think it just a lot of the noise, a lot of the traditions, and a lot of the ministries that we just ran because we've been running them for thirty years. I mean, they were forced to be put on pause, and we we got to reexamine, you know, how we're aligning all of our ministries with our vision. We we see how important relationships are. It's not that we we never value relationships, but but now we see that, wow, you know, relationships are so important. The, the prayer is so important, church unity. Um, and so there's a lot of, there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of good that's going to come out of this. And I think there'll be some fond memories of like, remember when we worshiped outdoors and the weather <laughs> wasn't too bad and it was kind of nice, you know? Um, yeah. So, I, I mean, I, I think there will be some fond uh, memories of, of this time, but definitely a challenging season. And just to be clear, I know you understand me where I'm coming from, but I'm talking about FCBC Walnut as an institution, like how we're how we as an institution are going through this, not necessarily as individuals. I think for individuals, everybody had a different experience with this. And so I don't want to like speak on behalf of the individuals at our church. Um, So, Hanley, I got to move on to the next topic that we're moving fast because we're, we're crunched on time today. But we had. Uh, what is it? A family dedication service? Is that what it's called? Where? Yeah, yeah, yeah. To... Yeah, the Baptist version of infant baptism. Only we don't baptize because they're not believers yet, right? So it's just a family. Right. You're yeah. dedicating the child, but you're dedicating the parent. It's a parent dedication. <laughs> yeah. And so I, I want to ask you really quickly: How did you feel going up there and dedicating your family? Like, do you feel that it's a little bit redundant because you're a pastor and you're like, oh, I gotta be on on this side now you know from the dad's side like how do you feel first as a pastor doing it and then as a dad doing it you know i I felt encouraged i i I feel good about it like i i'm i see my role as a pastor i'm one of the members of the church you know my my spiritual gifts happen to be in the gifts that fall under the the practice of pastor and it just so happened that uh the church feels that i should do it full time and so so that's how i look at it um and (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and so I'm one of the members of the church and, and my, hopefully my kids get saved. And so, uh, you know, I, I, I hope that uh, the church holds us accountable and supports us. And, and as, as we are also able to hold other families accountable and support them. So we, we had a, a parent dedication when it was our daughter, Haley, and we dedicated her. And then uh, for Micah, we dedicated him, um, or technically we're, we call it parent dedication because it's the parents that are making the commitment to be uh, the primary disciple makers, you know, right. in our children's life to prioritize Christ or pushing them towards the gospel, right? Like the Holy Spirit has to save them. So uh, the, so I, I, I loved it. It's it fun. What does it mean for me to hold you accountable or anybody else at church to hold you accountable as a father to your children? Like, what does that even look like? What am I supposed to say? Pastor Hanley, you're not taking care of your kids or Pastor Hanley, you're not bringing them to church. Like, <laughs> what, what, what should I be looking out for? What should I be aware of? You mean, what does it look like for, for every parent that, that does the dedication or what does it look like specifically, like how a member would, would talk to a pastor? Yeah. Like how a member would talk to a pastor. I guess you could say like for me, you know, cause we're friends or whatever, but yeah, like I, you, 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 you did it in front of the whole church. So you're saying church, yeah, yeah, hold you know, me accountable. I, yeah. 
Yeah, this would be great. I mean, this is a little tongue in cheek, but I'm not ashamed of it. I mean, I, I would say, you know, the members of the church should come to me and say, Pastor, let's not have so many meetings. You know, <laughs> you know, let's not have so many meetings on Sunday afternoon and Saturday so you can spend time with your kids, you know, or, or yeah. Pastor, what are you doing, you know, attending every single event? Like, don't your kids have need you on Wednesday night? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I hope you guys hold me accountable that I spend time with my kids, um, you know, uh, being there as the as the father figure and um, and, and not just diving into ministry. I, I think, uh, you know, I, I think it's it's yeah, if there's anything questionable, if, if people see that I'm, I'm neglecting my children, I mean, I know my weaknesses is to tend to prioritize ministry and work over family. I mean, that's how I'm wired is I, I love my ministry. I love um, my ministry work. Uh, that's that's assigned to me. Like I really like doing the work of the ministry, um, and and honestly, sometimes you know we we struggle because people can say that. I think a lot of pastors can relate to this, where sometimes people say you're a better pastor to certain church members or to the church than you are a, a spiritual leader in the home, mm. right? Because we spend so much time, um, uh, you know, pastoring. Plus. Plus in our day, you know, like as, as our kids grow up, you know, I, I, I think we really have to be there to, to walk with our kids and to show them our faith and why it's critical. Because if, if our kids are in public school or, or any type of social event and, and, you know, someone says, Hey, that's your dad on that YouTube, we're going to cancel you. So like our kids will get canceled, man. Our kids will get canceled, right. Um, in, in, in the society. And so, uh, so, yeah. So, so could you imagine if, if like one of like, you know, if, if our, if my kids feel like I neglect them for the sake of ministry and mm -hmm. somehow one of their friends at school gets a, a recording of a, of a YouTube where, where dad, where your dad went on a pulpit and uh, preached on traditional views on gender and marriage. I mean, how that's going to come off. Um, so, uh, you know, I, I think we're well aware of, uh, of, of how much more important it is for pastors to um, spend that extra time, you know, with our with our kids. And that would apply, I think, to every church member, but even more so if we're if we're leading yeah, in the church. Oh, that's really good, man. And I I I will keep that in mind in the future. I, I agree. I agree with you. I think you know, we got to pay for our kids. It's going to be it's going to be tough days ahead. Last, last one, I think, and then um, we'll get ready to go. You said something during your prayer. I, I almost stumbled a little bit because you said, I don't know the exact wording. Let me, let me pull up what I, I think was the exact wording here. <laughs> it's online somewhere. <laughs> yeah, it's online. I could. That's, that's yeah, a horrible yeah. thing about being online. <laughs> you said if babies are angels that look down on us symbolically, give or take, that's what you said. I think you said the babies that are in heaven, they're looking down on us as angels, symbolically, along those lines. Somebody can find the quote in there. You know what I'm talking about, though. Yeah, let's just let's just chalk that up to anthropomorphic. Like, like kind of a, <laughs> let's just talk, let's just say that's a symbolic, kind of a, a nice thing to say, uh, a sentimental thing. You know, you got to give the context for that. I mean, we're, yeah. we, we were praying for we're praying for mothers who suffered from miscarriage on mother's right. day. Right. We're, right. we're praying for, uh, for um, maybe mothers who had aborted their child prior to coming to Christ. Mm, 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 mm. Okay. And so when you're talking about aborted fetuses or, or children that were born, uh, you know, they're born uh, 
without life, you know, or, or, or they, or they miscarry, which means they pass away. Then in some way they go from, we have to believe that, that, you know, since God created them, that God was with them. So they go from being with God, never experiencing uh, human life. Well, I, I guess this is a certain category and then they go straight into the presence of God. So I don't know. I mean, I, I didn't script every bit of the prayer. So I think in the moment I just referred to them as like, angels looking down on us from heaven uh theologically that's probably not probably incorrect babies are not angels babies are babies you know that have passed away though when believers who are parents see their children in heaven they will be in resurrected bodies eventually at one point so not sure how that's going to be um but then then there's also probably the um the parents who have lost their children uh before the age of accountability uh, and, you know, our hope is also that those kids would be in heaven, right? So, uh, so, so that was the context of it. So probably theologically incorrect. Yeah, that is the correct context. And I'm just giving you a hard time, man. I, I know where you're coming from. And I appreciate the prayer. I think, I, think it was a, I think it was a serious prayer where you tried to pray for all of the, you know, uh, women in that, that deal with these type of things. And I think it's, it was a necessary um, thing to do. And I appreciate the sentiment that you were coming from, man. <laughs> but I also appreciate the fact that I can be real with you about theological, uh, <laughs> ac- accuracy and, um, and discuss things on a more, I guess, a uh, correct level, but yeah, yeah, thank you, man. Thank you. <laughs> Hanley, that's it, man. That's it for today. Um, who knows the next time we'll be able to do this, but I look forward to it and I'll, I'll see you on Sunday or something, man. Thanks for taking the time. Yeah, no problem. All right. <laughs>